okay with the quorum? Yeah, Mayor, I think we're uh, I think we're good to go when you are ready. Thank you. Well, then we'll take off. Do we have any alternates with us this evening? We we do. Uh, J.P. Clausen is here for Ruthina Malone with the school district, and uh, welcome, Mr. Clausen. Uh, thanks. Glad to be here. Anyone else? Next, I would like to uh, have approval of the previous meeting minutes. Anyone wish to establish that motion? I make the motion, Louise. Second, John Thomas. Thank you, John. Any questions on them? All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? Motion carries. Set next board meeting date, time and location. Looks like May 26, is that correct, Kent? Yeah, tentatively, if that works for the group. Our work program is due uh, to the Iowa DOT uh, on June 1st. So I think that's about as late as we can go in May. Okay. Is that a problem with the date for anyone? Okay, we'll go ahead and move on ahead on that. Administration, I'm sorry, public discussion of any item not on the agenda. Any guests with us this evening that want to have anything to say? All right. 3A, consider action regarding participation in the federal aid swap program, whereby state funding could replace federal funding for local bridge and road projects. Kent. Yeah, uh, thank you, Kent Ralston, Executive Director. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us. It's good to see your faces, although uh, somewhat distant. Uh, many of you will remember uh, that back in 2018, House File 203 was signed into law, which permitted the Iowa Transportation Commission to allow what's commonly referred to as a federal aid swap. The swap generally is a process whereby road and bridge projects that would have normally been funded through the MPO with federal funds are instead swapped for state funds. Uh, the idea being to streamline local projects uh, and save money and time where possible. Uh, for the past three years, the Transportation Technical Advisory Committee has unanimously recommended opting into the swap. However, uh, after lengthy discussions, this board ultimately voted to opt out of the swap each of those same three years. Uh, of the board's many concerns uh, revolved around Davis-Bacon wages, worker safety, and lack of data really ben uh, showing the benefits of the swap, generally speaking. Uh, as to my knowledge, uh, our MPO and the Bi-State Regional Commission and the Quad Cities are the two MPOs in the state that are opting out of the swap, uh, but certainly uh, there's no right or wrong answer to this uh, question. Similar to previous years, the DOT will assume that we want to participate unless we specifically opt out. Uh, so that's the question tonight is whether we just want to, whether we want to opt in or opt out. Um, the DOT, I asked, they still cannot really produce any cost savings, so to speak. Um, nothing firm anyway that they can provide to us. Uh, but as in years past, they have mentioned that the project timeline uh, has been streamlined by about six months, which certainly has some cost savings to it um, if for staff time, if nothing else. 
Uh, I have attached in the meeting, well, excuse me, I attached the meeting minutes uh, from your March 2020 meeting, as well as the Iowa DOT's final swap policy language uh, in your packets for your reference. And keep in mind that this only affects surface transportation block grant dollars, not our transportation alternative program dollars. So uh, we'll actually be allocating some of those funds later this evening. The larger pool of funding, the surface transportation block grant funds are what this would affect. Um, somewhere in the neighborhood of about $7 million every other year, uh, give or take, is what we allocate. At their March 23rd meeting, the Transportation Technical Advisory Committee, again, uh, recommended unanimously participating in the swap. And what we'd like from the board today is that you please consider this item and give us direction uh, one way or the other. And I'm happy to answer any questions uh, as best I can. It's somewhat uh, complicated process, but like I say, I'll do the best I can. I think uh, I see Kathy, I saw Kathy Cutler from the Iowa DOT uh, on this meeting as well. So Kathy might be able to help us uh, with questions if there are any. How are your folks as far as your feelings on uh, doing it or not doing it? This has been a very active subject over the last three years. Um, this is Taylor from, oh, is it time for comment now? Sure. This is Taylor from Iowa City City Council. And uh, when this item was introduced to us some three years ago, I guess it is now, the majority of those present at that meeting voted to opt out. And that was due to a lack of information that would document its worth. Uh, we asked that when it would come to uh, visit again, we'd like to have more information in particular, what if any savings this plan would provide. Uh, today, we still don't have any financial documentation. Instead, we are only told it shortened a project by six months. Uh, and I, I don't know about the rest of you, but uh, I was always told that haste makes waves. Uh, so to be able to finish a project more quickly than planned doesn't prove anything to me, especially if it meant that something might have been uh, skimped over, uh, maybe even such things as some safety measures. So in good conscience, I still cannot uh, support the swap program and, and will vote to opt out. Other comments? Thank you, Pauline. Other comments? Well, I, I did, um, you know, I think one of the issues that's been brought up uh, when we've, we've had this item before is that um, there's some question as to what the impacts will be on, you know, a number of issues. And um, I did happen to find today a report that the U.S. Government Accountability Office uh, submitted or prepared in October of 2020 uh, on the matter of the swap and what, what could be said about the impacts. And uh, their findings were that uh, the impacts could not be definitively determined. Uh, so it seems even at the federal level when they've tried to, to get an understanding of, of what the impacts of this are, they can't really say with any definitive um, finding uh, what, I, what I did find kind of interesting as well was that there are 15 states that have swapped out. So we have 35 still in, 15 that have swapped out. Um, and Iowa by far uh, uses the swap more than any other state that has chosen um, the swap. 18% um, of the um, federal contact contracts have that swap component to them. Uh, whereas most of the other states are under 12%. Um, but, but the issue again, and for me is that um, I really would like to understand what, 
the impacts of this are on issues like prevailing wage. Uh, Iowa does not have a state prevailing wage, so that would concern me um, if we were to, to go forward with a swap. So I will continue to, uh, to want to uh, not, not go with the swap. Thank you, John. Uh, Megan? Yes, so um, this was the very first, the, the very first thing that I voted on three years ago when I joined the um, MPO board. And, you know, I, I will um, continue to, to vote to opt out um, just for the, you know, the continuing um, concerns that, that we all have about the impact on, on workers and wages. I did, um, I am curious, we have asked for information and just, you know, um, for the last three years, we've, you know, we've, we have continued to ask for the impacts, um, and you know, curious about it, you know if there if there are any um, data points out there on how this impacts workers and wages. And um, every year we we kind of get the vague answer. And I was, would just be curious to know um, is is that can can anyone explain why that information is is hard to come by? Yeah, so I'll jump in quick, Megan. That's a, it's a good question, and you're right. Uh, I have been asking the DOT each of these same years for this information. Uh, we did have an MPO director's meeting last week, and Stu Anderson, who is the director of systems planning, did mention uh, that this coming year, it is a priority for them to actually figure this out and get some, some actual hard numbers put together. Uh, if you, you, you might recall, Megan, and some of you would not, Stu Anderson actually came and spoke to us uh, I believe we were in Coralville at the time when we could when we could meet face to face. And at the time, I think it indicated it's just it's difficult to actually quantify those savings as to exactly why I, I don't know, because it's more on the engineering and contracting end of things that the MPO is not too involved with. Um, but suffice it to say, he did say last week that this is a priority for them and and they'll be trying to quantify this. So, uh, again, nothing to share with that respect this year, but maybe next year we'll have more. With any luck. Thank you. Yeah. Any other comments are welcome. This is Louise. I've been voting for the past three three years to opt in, and I'm gonna vote that way again. Uh, with the engineers, the our engineer says the increased time and the increased costs for the federal funding project makes it really difficult for small cities like University Heights. So I'm gonna to vote to opt in as I have previously. Other comments? Hearing none, I see that our options are a motion to opt in a motion to opt out or do nothing, which means that we would automatically opt in if I'm correct on that. So can I have a motion from the floor? This is Taylor. I move that we opt out. Motion made. Is Sullivan. there a second? Second, Sullivan. Thank you, Rod. Final comments or questions? All those and so how will the start. vote be? Will it be like yes to okay. opt? I mean, let's just clarify that. Okay. You know, so a yes would be to opt out. 
That is correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay, very good. Okay. I just want to clarify that. Thank That's you. That's quite all right. Thank you. All in favor of the motion of opting out, please say aye. 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 All those aye. wishing not to opt out, please say aye. 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 Okay. The motion to opt out is passed. We have two uh, persons who voted against the motion. They have to be recorded, so that'd be Louise and Steve. But thank you for your votes. And to be thank you. Note that the university abstained. Thank you. Next item. Kent, we got to consider approval of the locally determined projects list for you folks for fiscal year 2022 transportation planning work program. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and Aaron Shane, I did hear that you abstained on that. So we'll make sure that gets in the, the, the minutes. Thank you. Um, yeah, for item 4A, uh, each spring we compile a list of transportation planning work program projects for the upcoming fiscal year. Uh, the exercise is required by both the Federal Highway Administration and the Department of Transportation. But more importantly, we use it to schedule our own work and our own projects here locally. Uh, in your packet, the attachment list of work program projects we received to date uh, from your staffs, uh, which represents just sort of a fraction of the work we do, but those are some of the newer uh, requests again that we received from your staffs uh, on the technical advisory committee. Uh, we'll augment this list with regular occurring projects and state and federally required transportation planning work. And then we'll be bringing back the full work program for your approval uh, at your next meeting. The Transportation Technical Advisory Committee unanimously recommended approval of the project list at their March 23rd meeting. And unless there's any questions, uh, I'd ask that you please consider approval of the list for the MPO FY22 Transportation Planning Work Program. Questions for Kent. Kent, I have a quick question. This is John. Um, on number four, uh, for Mormon Trek Boulevard performing uh, the travel time study. Uh, would that include anything more than that? Or for example, speeds, or is it just travel time? Yeah, uh, I, think, I think the travel time is a function of the speeds, John. So I think the idea here, as you know, is the after the four to three lane conversion that occurred uh, maybe, maybe two years ago now, maybe, maybe two construction seasons ago, uh, the engineering staff just wanted to see what kind of, how that affected travel times in the corridor. So we'll collect speeds as well, uh, but also do the travel time study and try and ascertain what effect it had, if any at all. Okay, thanks. Yeah, sure. Any other questions? The motion would be in order. So move, Weiner. Thank you. I'll second that, Hoffman. Thank you. It's been moved and seconded to give approval to the projects list. Any last discussion or questions? All those in favor say aye. 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 All opposed say nay. Motion carries. Thank you. Next item, consider approval of MPOJC Surface Transportation Block Grant and Transportation Alternative Program, TAP, for funding allocations. Brad. Yes, thank you, uh, Brad Newman, uh, Associate Transportation Planner. Um, as you know, the I Iowa DOT um, has provided the MPO with funding 
targets of $7.38 million for our surface transportation block grant uh, funding and 520,000 for transportation alternatives program funding. Um, all of which would be programmed in our transportation improvement program in FY25 and 26. Uh, four entities requested just under $17 million in SDBG funding from six different ap applications and $500,000 in TAP funding requested from one application. Uh, two of these applications, the Coralville Heartland Drive project and part of Iowa City's Highway 6 trail project are not currently in the MPO's long-range transportation plan. Uh, however, both have submitted these projects in the next or for the next uh, long-range transportation plan, which will be considered for approval by the board uh, in the spring, uh, next spring. Sorry. Um, so, attached it in your packet, you'll find a summary of the projects, including the project description, the scores, the project details or the project totals, the funding request, and the local match in the technical advisory committee uh, funding recommendation. Um, the scoring criteria, of course, is attached. And I think what we wanna do now is uh, go through all the projects, uh, just to give you a summary of what is going on. And Emily's got the map up uh, so you can see where those projects are at. Um, Iowa City and Coralville submitted two applications in, for STBG funding. North Liberty and University Heights each submitted one application. Um, we will present these uh, in our flyover based on the highest score to the lowest score. Uh, so we want to start with Iowa City's Dodge Street Improvement Project. Uh, this is between Burlington Street and Governor Street. Uh, and it was awarded 47 points in our scoring. Uh, this project is a complete reconstruction of Dodge Street and includes new pavement, water main, sanitary sewer, storm sewer, traffic signals, two travel lanes, on-street buffered bike lanes, and sidewalks on both sides. The total project cost is $17 million. Iowa City is requesting $4 million in STBG funding, and Iowa City previously received $3,750,000 in STBG funds. Uh, are there any questions on this project? Otherwise, we will move on to Iowa City's second project, which is the Taft Avenue Reconstruction Project. And that is between American Legion Road and Lower West Branch Road. And it received 38 points. Uh, this project is a complete reconstruction of Taft Avenue and includes the urban cross section with two travel lanes, on-street bicycle facilities, sidewalks on each side. One is 10 foot and wide and one is five feet wide. Uh, public utility improvements are also included. The total cost of that project is $11 million and Iowa City is requesting $4 million in STBG funding. Uh, any questions on that project? Okay, move on to a uh, project in Coralville, which is their Highway 6 and Deer Creek Road reconstruction project, and that received 35 points. Uh, this project is a reconstruction of Highway 6 from just west of Lowe's to I-80. 
Uh, it's also a reconstruction of Deer Creek Road from Highway 6 to the Clear Creek Bridge. Uh, we, it will also provide for a future fourth leg uh, to the north, and it has four through lanes on Highway 6 with dedicated left and right turn lanes at Deer Creek Road. Uh, it also includes new traffic signals, roadway lighting, storm sewer, and Deer Creek Road railroad crossing upgrades. The total project cost is $3,105,000, and Coralville is requesting $2,480,895 in STBG funding. Uh, any questions on that project? Okay, next one we'll move to North Liberty and their Ranshaw Way reconstruction phase six project. And this is between Hawkeye Drive and Forever Green Road and it received 34 points. Uh, this project includes four travel lanes, turn lanes, five feet wide sidewalk, uh, and a 10 foot wide trail, pedestrian tunnel, and landscaping. The total project cost is $11.3 million, and North Liberty is requesting $5 million in STBG funding. Any questions on that project? Okay. We'll move on to University Heights. It's, this is their Sunset Street Pavement Repair and Pedestrian Improvement Project, and it received 31 points. Uh, the project includes replacing sections of deteriorating street panels, uh, reconstruction of curb ramps at three intersections, uh, so they will be ADA compliant, and replace storm sewer intakes. The total project cost is $481,000, and University Heights is requesting $336,000 in STBG funding. Anything on that project? Any questions or comments? Okay, we'll move on to the final STBG project, and that is Coralville's Heartland Drive reconstruction project. And that is between Commerce Drive and Jones Boulevard and it received 22 points. Uh, this project will reconstruct Heartland Drive from a rural section to an urban section uh, between Commerce and Jones and includes two through lanes and dedicated left and right turn lanes at Jones Boulevard, uh, dedicated left and through and right turn lanes at Commerce Drive and a new shared use um, path and roadway lighting. The total project cost is $1,445,000 or $1,445,475. Corville is requesting $1,154,555 in STBG funding. Any questions or comments on that project? Okay, we'll, we'll move on to the one TAP project uh, description and that Iowa City submitted that project and that is a uh, Highway 6 trail uh, extension project between Broadway Street and Fair Meadows Boulevard. Uh, it, it did receive 52 points. Uh, this project is part of the Highway 6 pro um, trail project uh, and includes a 10 feet wide trail along the south side of Highway 6. The total project cost is $1.7 million and Iowa City is requesting $500,000 in TAP funding for that project. Any questions on any of the projects? I know it was a quick description. 
Um, now, if we could go to the table um, that shows the scores, there we go, and the recommendation from the Technical Advisory Committee. Um, as you can see, the recommendation from the Transportation Technical Advisory Committee awarded Iowa City's Taft Avenue project uh, $3.5 million in STBG funding. Coralville's Highway 1 and Deer Creek project received uh, $864,560. Um, North Liberty's Ranshaw Way project was $2.9 million. University Heights Sunset Street project uh, was $115,440. That was the recommendation on the STBG projects from the Technical Advisory Committee. Um, Iowa City's Highway 6 Trail project, of course, that's the loan uh, tap project, uh, and that was recommended at $520,000, uh, even though they only asked for $500,000, uh, but we uh, the group decided uh, it, was, it was a good project and worth the extra $20,000 so we can use up all the TAP funding. A uh, couple other things that happened at the Technical Advisory Committee meeting. Um, Iowa City withdrew their Dodge Street project at the meeting uh, so they could concentrate and our focus on funding of the Taft Avenue project. Um, the Technical Advisory Committee also amended Coralville's Highway 6 and Deer Creek Road project uh, score, awarding seven points, seven additional points under safety, which was documenting site distance or related safety issues after Corville provided additional information regarding the intersection. And that um, they were awarded points based on a seven to six vote in the, in the TAC, uh, um, awarding those points. And then that uh, brought their score up to 35. So that's where we are on the, on the table. Um, both the Regional Trails and Bicycling Committee and the TAC recommended funding Iowa City's Highway 6 Trail project at the uh, 520,000, uh, even though they only asked for 500 because that was the amount we had to give away and it was a worthwhile project. The other thing with that project, we did receive one uh, letter from Megan Alter of the South District Neighborhood Association uh, supporting the trail project um, because it improves safety and increases pedestrian access across Highway 6. And this is the letter. Um, we can provide that to you if you'd like to read that as well, but they are in support. Uh, a couple things before we move on to voting then um, on the recommendations. Uh, the board may amend the project scores. Uh, the scoring is meant to be one piece of the information to consider when awarding funds, and we cannot apportion funds by population. So I just have to let you know that every couple of years so um, we can move forward um, with the voting or the recommendation um, that, that is in your uh, packet. I think we'll just, we'll do STBG separate from TAP. Um, so I'll give it back to Mayor Donahue. Thank you. Any questions for Kent or things you want to talk about on that grant list?
If not, I would entertain a motion to approve the TTAC funding formulas that have been established in the total amount of $7,380,000. I'll move Taylor, Iowa City. Thank you. Is there a second? Second, this is Megan from Coralville. Thank you, Megan. Any final discussion or questions? All those in favor say aye. 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 All those opposed? Motion carries. The next motion would be in regards to the TTAP program. Any discussion or questions on that one? If not, would entertain a motion to accept the recommendations? Toffman, I'll move. Second, Sullivan. Thank you. It's been moved and seconded. Any final discussion or questions? If not, all those in favor say aye. 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 Anyone opposing, wishing to say nay? Motion carries. Thank you all. You got what you need, Brad? I did. Thank all you. All right. Next item is yours again. Yep. We'll be looking at a public hearing in consideration of approval of the MPLJC passenger transportation <clears throat> plan. We will go ahead and open the public hearing at this time. Mayor, do you want me to go ahead and give the description first before the public hearing? Hey, fine with me. Okay, <laughs> thanks. Um, the passenger transportation plan, it's been a while since we've done this. Uh, this is something that's required by the Iowa DOT and is intended to coordinate planning and transit related funding programs. Uh, the PTP addresses needs-based project justification and is required uh, to be updated every five years. Uh, this this uh, document will cover fiscal years 22 to 27. Uh, in, in updating the document, the MPO worked with four existing local transportation committees, and that included the Johnson County Livable Communities Transportation Committee, the Johnson County Seats Advisory Committee, the Citizens Transportation Committee, and the Johnson County Mobility Coordinator Advisory Committee. Um, the PTP committee reviewed the status and, and past priorities and recent developments and developed a list of needs for service, fleet, and facilities, strategies for the next five years, and goals and objectives for FY22 to 27. Uh, this update uh, was submitted to the PTP committee members for review, as well as the Iowa DOT for their comment. Um, many of the priorities and strategies you see depend on the implementation of the recommendations from the Iowa City Area Transit Study that was recently completed with all three transit agencies participating. Um, and again, late night weekend service upgrades to facilities and technology, training and education, and regional service options remain the priorities. Uh, the one source of federal funding that is specifically identified in the PTP for consideration is the Section 531088 funding. Uh, this is funding that's apportioned to the, directly to the transit agencies by the Iowa DOT. Uh, all three transit agencies have chosen to continue using the, using the funding for their ADA paratransit services. Uh, the Technical Advisory Committee recommended that the board approve the PTP list of needs uh, for service, fleet, and facilities, 
the strategies for the next five years and the goals and objectives for FY22 and 27. Uh, and staff is also requesting approval. Any questions on that plan? It's been a while since we've uh, updated this. It's actually been seven years rather than five, but uh, we got a little extension a couple years back. So otherwise we can open up for public hearing. Okay, we'll open up the public hearing at this time. Anybody wishing to make comment? Anybody wishing to make comment? Hearing none, we'll close the public hearing at this time. So you need an approval on the transportation plan as stated, correct? Yes. Okay. Anyone wish to establish that motion? I'll, I'll make the motion, John Thomas. Thank you, John. Second, Sullivan. Thank you, Rod. Final questions? All those in favor say aye. 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 All those not in favor say nay. Motion carries. Okay, Brad, up to you again. Approval of the local transit agency safety performance targets. Okay, each, uh, well, actually, this is something new as well. This is the uh, public transportation agency safety plans. These are now required uh, of all recipients of federal transportation or transit administration funding. And this includes Iowa City Transit, Corville Transit, and CAN bus. Uh, the three agencies have developed safety plans that establish procedures that will provide a comprehensive approach to managing safety. The safety plans also include, include performance, safety performance measures, uh, which each transit agency has established, and those are attached in your packet. Uh, the performance targets include fatalities, injuries, safety events, and system reliability. And these are all based on uh, data trends uh, over the uh, past few years. Similar to other performance measures adopted by the MPO board, the Federal Public Transportation Agency Safety Plan rules requires MPOs to adopt, the develop, adopt or develop their own performance measures for safety. Uh, the TAC recommended that the board adopt the attached transit safety targets and submit the targets to the Iowa DOT by July 20th, 2021. Uh, staff is also requesting the board adopt those um, performance measures for safety. Uh, any questions on the, on the safety table? Um, this is something, like I said, each agency provided to us um, and, and I, I don't see any reason to provide our own uh, numbers, uh, to be honest. So, uh, and it's something they will update annually as well. Questions and comments? Hearing none, I would ask the board to please uh, establish a motion to approve the local transit agency safety performance targets. This is Hoffman, I'll make a motion to approve those targets. Thank you, Chris. Second, Weiner. Thank you, Janice. Any final questions or discussion? All those in favor say aye. 
Aye. Aye. All opposed, respond nay. Motion carries. Next item, back to you, Brad. Update regarding the fiscal year 2022 transit program of projects. Yes, thank you. Uh, each year, the three local transit agencies are required by FDA to develop a program of projects. The program of pro projects for FY22 identifies proposed projects funded with federal funds. Items in the program of projects will also be included in the FY22 Iowa Department of Transportation Consolidated, Consolidated Funding Application, which is due May 1. Uh, and then the, also it'll be included in the FY22 to 25 uh, Transportation Improvement Program, which the board will approve in July. Um, there's no need for any approval at this time. Um, each system develops the program or projects and they are, in, they are included in their consolidated funding application, which requires a public hearing uh, at the city council level. So um, we just bring these to you. So you're in the know basically on what they're planning uh, since you do um, provide section 5307 funding to each agency. So it's just more of an FYI at this, at this time. And if you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer. Any questions or comments? Okay. Next one, update on MPO long range transportation plan revision process, Emily. Thank you, Mayor. Since your last meeting, we've been busy scoring transportation projects submitted by each of the communities. We've been gathering data on our performance measures and we've been gathering public input. So today I wanted to share an update on our public engagement efforts. To begin, we released an online survey on February 11th for all those who live, work, attend school or do business in Johnson County. Um, the survey was really designed to understand how area residents travel from place to place each day, but also understand if there are any changes or improvements that um, we could implement in order to make it easier for them to travel across the metro. Um, the survey was open for about a month and closed on March 12th. We ended up receiving just over 600 responses, and those will be used at future public meetings and in our long-range transportation plan document. Um, so I'm going to move on to our online interactive map. Um, we released this tool a couple weeks ago to allow the public to comment on the transportation projects. Um, in lieu of a, um, a public open house where, where the public can come and actually see the projects um, and talk with us in person. Um, this information will also help guide our future public meetings and um, it will be open again for about a month and will close on April 16th. So I'm going to go ahead and take a minute and share the map with you all. Um, so the map link was in your agenda packet, but we are also directing people to the, the MPO website if they want to um, access the map from there. And so um, if you go to our website and scroll all the way to the bottom, um, on the lower left-hand side, we have a quick link to our long-range transportation plan. And so you can click on that link um, and we have a web page that contains everything related to the plan. So it has our vision, our goals, um, public input opportunities. 
um, and it will include more information um, as we move through the process. So the link is available here under the online interactive map. You can click on that link um, and the public um, is shown a splash screen which provides guidance as to um, what the map is, um, what we're looking for and how they can provide um, comments on the transportation projects. And so after they click OK, um, there is a key on the left hand side showing our planning boundary, the types of different um, projects, our road projects, bridge, trail projects, Iowa DOT projects. Um, you can see that they are color coded and the line style changes um, depending on the time frame in which the, the project is anticipated to be complete. Um, so you can zoom into the map using your mouse or, um, you know, the plus um, icon here, you can zoom out using the minus. Um, if you are unable to see a project or you want more information um, about the surrounding land uses, you're also able to um, click on this base map gallery icon and change the base map um, to one that um, is more fitting to your needs. So I'm just gonna zoom in here to a project in Coralville. Um, once I click on a project, um, you can see there's a pop-up that appears. Um, you can read more information about the project, a short description. As you can see, there's a cost estimate associated with it, anticipated construction year, um, the entity that submitted it. And then um, if anyone wants more information about the project, we have a link here um, that will take you to a PDF um, and will provide information as it relates to how that project scored using the board approved scoring criteria. So as you can see, this roundabout in Coralville scored well um, under economic opportunity, quality of life, system preservation, efficiency, and choice. And the next thing um, we have is a link here um, to provide comments. And so say um, someone wants to provide a comment um, saying they support this project, um, they would just click on that link. Um, we have information about the project. Um, how, we're asking them how it affects them and then for them to share any comments, any questions. Um, and then once they hit submit, they can click out of that Google form and then they're right back in the map. And so um, again, this, this will close on April 16th and we encourage you um, to take a look, provide any feedback um, and share as you see fit. And then lastly, um, we plan to host a series of virtual public meetings beginning in April and extending through the fall. The first meeting will actually take place tomorrow night at 5.30. Um, and the intent of the meeting is to, again, solicit feedback on those transportation projects. Um, we will show the interactive map for um, the public just to um, get an understanding and an idea of how it works. Um, and then we'll give an introduction just to the long range transportation plan and how people can be more involved in the process. Uh, with that, if there are any questions, I'd be happy to answer them um, about the plan in general or our public engagement efforts. Questions or comments to Emily? I just want to say, Emily, that's an outstanding tool. I know it wasn't necessarily you by yourself, but that's just a, a dynamic tool for anyone to be able to click on. So 
thank you so much. That's that's awesome. Yeah, thanks for that comment, Chris. Staff worked really hard pulling all that together, uh, like Emily said, in lieu of being able to have in-person meetings right now. So I think it's going to be an important tool. Uh, and to link these things together, too, Emily mentioned this, but because our plan has to be fiscally constrained, any project that will receive federal funding in the future will have to be in this plan. Uh, and that also would have included the uh, nearly $8 million that you all just allocated to projects just a few agenda items ago. So those projects had to have been in a long range plan as well. So just sort of tying all this together, it's, uh, it's a long process, but it all, it all links up nicely. And, and, and uh, again, appreciate that comment. Staff worked really hard pulling all that together. Any other comments? Same here, Emily. I have to pile on to what Chris said. It's a very powerful tool. Um, many public hearings I've attended and there are um, a lot of maps on the walls. And I just think this tool will take us so far and not to mention capturing the actual feedback live, you know, and typed and it's amazing. So um, good job. Thank you. Yeah, we hope um, we'll get quite a few responses. Any other comments? Okay, then we come to other business. Anything you want to bring before the group? If not, a motion to adjourn. I'll move Taylor, Iowa City. Thank you. Second Sullivan. Thank you, Rod. All those in favor say aye. 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 All aye. Opposed, aye. All opposed want to stay online, say nay. <laughs> Thank you for your time and attention this evening. We are adjourned. Thank you so Thanks. much, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Terry. Thank you, everyone. All right.